Hello, I'm Kaz and I invite you to step inside to today's episode of Stepping Out. Now today I interviewed the lovely Laura Hobson. Laura is a friend of mine and she's also my trail buddy and a keen sport walker herself. So I thought who better to interview for this podcast than her? What we both have in common, apart from the same stupid things that make us giggle, is our total inability to not enter challenges and we were in the same team for our very first 50k. What I love about Laura is her appreciation of nature and she absorbs it in a way that I can really relate to. One of her favourite things to do is to take her dog Henry for walks in the countryside where we live and photograph the beautiful landscape as she goes. I talked to Laura about her super interesting jobs as a stained glass window restorer and fitness instructor and her take on mental health in today's crazy world. It was a chilly day and we nipped off for a hot chocolate, surprise, surprise, after chatting for a bit. And we ended up speaking about a really inspirational lady called Anne Lister, as well as Laura's current exercise project called MAF. So stay tuned right to the end and you'll hear all about those things and her journey into health and fitness. So take some time, relax and enjoy the show. Hello Laura. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. I've had a good week. Have you? Yes. Well, thanks for coming out with me today. Pleasure. We know each other, don't we, quite well? We do, yes. You might want to tell everyone why we know each other. How do we know each other? We know each other from Zone Fitness. Um, I started coming along, I signed myself up to some spin classes. Oh yeah, and you did? Yeah, that was about what, two years ago now, I think. Was it? and then loved spinning went two or three times a week couldn't get enough and then started chatting got to know you and then you very kindly <laughs> offered me the opportunity to come and start teaching myself you did didn't you yes and boxing as well no you would do it you came boxing yeah didn't did you? do the kickboxing too yeah. and then you did kickboxing i started with the, the you boxer size did start with the box size. and then you can you get your lulled straight, me please? into <laughs> spinning. <laughs> spinning, yes. Would you like to do yes. spinning as well, yeah. and then you did, didn't you? So yes, that's that's lovely. Really. And uh, yeah, so we know each other quite well, and also we do quite a bit of walking together, don't we? Well, we wanted to do more together. Yeah, we did, but then Until something happened. Like Covid hit. came along, and uh, it all went a bit strange. But we managed to carry on walking, didn't we? Yeah. So. You're kind of in this sport walk um, addiction, let's I call am. it, yes. with me, aren't you? Because yep. you actually discovered um, sport walk on Facebook, didn't you? And I Roger did. Burlington. So do you just want to tell us a bit about sport walk? Because I've not really mentioned that yet. And it's quite an important part of our lives, I think. Okay. Well, it was following on from one of our first challenges that we did, which was the Chilton Challenge. Um, and we did that together, which was we amazing. Did. Um, and then totally got the bug and I kind of knew that that was something that I wanted to pursue further and find different challenges because having a goal to work towards is a big incentive for me. It, it just motivates me and drives me and gets me out of the house. If I've got something to count down towards, work towards, there's nothing better for me to, oh, to yeah. motivate me. Totally so agree. So ultra challenges and the sport walk, uh, just ticks that box big time so I was looking for sort of resources trying to find the right gear different trails to go on and then stumbled across the sports walk group on uh, Facebook um, joined that community with Roger um, and followed some of his tips he gave some really great advice on putting training plans together oh, great, isn't he? yeah absolutely um, so I dip in and out of that quite often most weeks I try and see who's walking where and, and what what he's working on trying to implement that in a bit of my training too yeah and hopefully at some point in the future uh, when things have lifted a little bit we're going to meet up in the new forest and go for a, yeah, a group walk together that's where they're from aren't they that's yeah. where they're based and uh would you say that was where your technical gear addiction started <laughs> yeah because that's the other thing we've got in common is um <laughs> is yeah we get quite into the all about wear. the merch it's all about the merch yeah, and absolutely. The stuff so um so yeah so you obviously upped your game a bit like I did did you in the lockdown so in from March wasn't it yes. March we kind of started April and yeah. um we entered a few of the virtual challenges didn't we which were run by ultra challenge yeah they so, kind of had to diversify like yeah. most people in the country Pivot. yeah absolutely and then they set up uh, these monthly challenges and uh 
we got onto WhatsApp and we we're like, God, we're going to do these challenges. Mm. So yeah, so we signed up to those, and it was a real godsend. Yeah, uh, awesome. my mental health. I know mm. that. Um, just being able to get outside early in the morning, trying to avoid everybody, um, getting up really early, setting 10, 15 kilometer little treks, mm. um, being really mindful, just getting out in nature. And Perfect. we got a medal. We did. And a buff. <laughs> and a buff. Amazing. I don't know how many buffs we've got. <laughs> yeah. And so if you don't know what they are, they're these nice little um, circular scarfy things that go around your neck and you can wear them as hats. And these days, masks. Absolutely. And we've probably got about 25. And uh, yeah, so we signed up for these things and uh, it was lovely because we could go out to places like where we are today uh, in Ashridge Woods. Um, which is a lovely place to walk. There's so many different trails, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lovely cafe, and often you see some deer. Mm-hmm. And what's good about it is it's got quite a few hills in it, hasn't it? Yeah. So did you use that? You went there quite often because we wanted to train together, but we couldn't, could we? Because yeah. you were shielding your wife at the time, so you couldn't really go out very much. Or you could, but you couldn't go out together. Yeah. And we certainly couldn't walk together. So we'd kind of text each other. So was this one of your stomping grounds over the... Yeah, absolutely. I try and get up to the Ashridge at least two or three times a week. Um, It's where I tap in um, and unwind and relax and just go and hit the trails. And there's something for everyone. There's flat trails, there's muddy paths. Yeah, bikers go there as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's gravelly paths that you can walk around. There's a good sort of 10k loop that I've started to try and run on. Um, there's the path leading up from the beacon, which is the start of the ridgeway, all yeah. the way down through to the Brownlow Cafe by the monument. Yeah. Uh, so you can have a little hot chocolate and a little yeah. maybe scone, because they do excellent scones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all about reward. <laughs> um, and then you can, there's honestly, you can lose yourself up there. Um, I've done that many a time, but I love discovering new trails. And although I've lived here for... 11 years something like that always finding new places to mm. venture off to yeah so. and I think in the lockdown as well I don't know about you because I know you're really into your photography yeah is um the amount of things that we saw in nature I was just thinking about this the other day about how everything changes so gradually and I don't think I've ever really seen it like that probably since being a kid yeah. how everything's just kind of changed and grown and little ducks have grown into big ducks and yeah. things like that so it's just been absolutely brilliant. So would you say for you it's like a kind of mini meditation going out on these? Hundred percent. I'm yeah. I'm not the type of person that sits still. Although I'm quite relaxed and I'm an introverted soul, um, <laughs> I'm not. I thought I, I thought meditation. Yeah, I can do this. I can sit in a quiet space, be with my thoughts. And I can't do it. I can't switch off the brain. Yeah. But get my trainers on, head out the door, mm. surround myself more so in the woods I'd say yeah me uh, too really mindful and mm. I can switch off the thoughts I can look at how the light cascades through the leaves the the branches how it's reflecting off the puddles on the mm. floor and I'm always seeing things in a creative yeah. way and I'm like oh you know that's oh, just totally amazing and it's it's therapy for the soul yeah it really is um and that's how I quiet my mind and just be very present and mindful of and then it that leads into being like gratitude gratitude that i have a functioning body that allows me to be able to go out and do that and i have it on my doorstep mm. i can literally walk out my front door head up past pitstone windmill up onto the ridgeway oh completely amazing we are so lucky every yeah. time i look out my window i think how is that actually here for me it's really really nice and it's not somewhere i wouldn't want to be anywhere else i no. think because there's so many routes to go from where we live isn't there canals as well because we're on the canal network here aren't we so that was part a big part of when I started doing those training um, walks that was where I started actually on the canals but then you kind of you can turn canals into hills and like you said about the uh, um, the ridgeway walking up there and walking along those kind of you know nice ridges along there and then dipping down and then going up into the woods there's something really special about that isn't there yeah absolutely so you take yourself off uh, 10k kind of loops and 15k yeah, loops absolutely. but the good thing is you can do less than that can't you so you can go out for yeah. half an hour exactly if you're short on time mm. you can do a little little looped walk around pitstone windmill yeah, yeah, uh, yeah see one of the oldest windmills in the country mm. you know yeah. and again you can see the ridgeway in the distance yeah 
and the skies. And the beacon is incredible. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. And the little sheep that'll yeah. greet you along the way. Yeah, loads of animals. So, so accessible. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you say that that was your best form of kind of winding down because you've got a really interesting job, haven't you? In fact, you've got two jobs. I do. So mm. tell us about your full-time job, which is what? I uh, conserve stained glass windows. And how on earth did you get into that? <laughs> well... At school, always more creative than, I would say, classically academic. Um, loved fine art, um, did the GCSE, A-level fine art. Then I knew that I wanted to pursue that um, at university. I wanted the university experience. Best thing I've ever done. Um, and then I was thinking fine art, yes, but went to a prospectus fair. I had a look and there was an applied arts um, college in North Wales, in Wrexham. And picked up the prospectus and something just clicked it was they did metalwork ceramics and they had this architectural glass course and I thought well that's something a bit wow. different a bit mm. new challenge mm-hmm. I like challenges um so we never would have guessed that <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then went um did the applications went for various interviews some for fine art um up in Derby but then went to to Wrexham had an interview with the tutor and it just felt right. It mm. was a smaller university. The department was amazing. The facilities were amazing. And it's something that was new. And I was just, they offered me a place. I accepted straight away. And the rest was history. So I did the three year degree course. Um, uh, in my third year, um, I got put forward to um, interview for a scholarship. I managed to win the scholarship, which enabled me to travel around Europe and the leading wow. studios mm. in the country. That must be so interesting. Yeah, yeah amazing, mm. amazing. How, uh, you're, you're doing the same, similar work, but every different studio has slightly different ways of doing things, mm. so picked up a lot of knowledge, yeah, and yeah. everyone I went to were really helpful and really giving with their knowledge. So, yeah, yeah. you know, got a fantastic start, um, and a step into the industry, really, because mm. without that, struggling to, to work your way into the industry is very difficult. Yeah. Um, and that was just a, a great lead into it. Um, mm. One of those placements was at Chapel Studio in Hunton Bridge in Kings Langley. Um, stayed there for two months, uh, then travelled around other places, and then um, inquired about a position, and they offered me a position off the back and of you've my You've been there team. ever since? Yeah, 18 years. Ooh. 18 years you've been there? Yeah. So you mentioned Wrexham. Is that the area of the country that you're from? Where are you originally from? My, originally South Africa. Um, my mum and dad, well, my dad moved out to South Africa um, as part of the postal service which is very strange but um, they he went off he's got an adventurous spirit too so I think that's where I get that from yeah um, and he wanted to go off and explore um, proposed to my mum um, with that opportunity of going abroad and she accepted obviously um, and they spent 12 years out there had uh, my sister who's two years older and myself um, fantastic memories always outside never indoors that's where you kind of got that bug from absolutely absolutely and so um mum did get homesick um circumstances changed um and so they decided to come back yeah um and then we moved in with my grandparents for a couple of years until my dad could settle and find a a job and that was based up in the the northwest up in cheshire Mm -hmm. um and then we we were there for a long long time yeah um and then, yeah, Wrexham wasn't too far. It was far enough away from home yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get out and, you know, be learn independent and be independent and, yeah, and that's right. life skills and all that. Um, but close enough, if I needed them, they were there. They so, were, yeah. yeah. Um, so you ended up down here. So, yes. the, so yeah. there's a big difference then with your walking and that very kind of um, concentrating type of work where you have to, you know, look at things really closely. I'm guessing you don't spend a huge amount of time outside if you're working on glass or do you obviously you have to put them in yep so how um, does that work yeah we do um there is that element to the job where you have to go out on site um let's say we had a very traditional boss um who didn't think women were up to, to much site work Ooh. so there was a little bit of a, a, a battle Did you change his mind laura yeah i was having Excellent. i was having none of that <laughs> i was like yeah i'm more than capable thank you Straight so in there. very slowly we did you know i've had some site experience um mm. which is great but the vast majority of the work is on the bench um mm. it's dismantling old windows um cleaning repairing them repainting new areas 
but it's such a way to be creative. You're not fixed into one little box. You're adapting the skills that you have and trying to sort of create these just magnificent pieces of art um, from past masters. Wow. And you have to really like, there's a diagnostic element. You've got to look at how they constructed it, yeah. what methods they used, mm-hmm. and then adopt the same methods. And recreate and try- it. Yeah. So, so sometimes you're recreating things from scratch. Yeah. And presumably they can go wrong. Oh God, yeah. Um, I've had a few um, crying incidences where things are blown up in the kiln. <laughs> I've left them in there too long. Nobody likes things blowing no. up in the kiln. Yeah, so there's been some highlights. Yeah. Um, it must be so magical yeah. though that when you finish that and put it in and then you see the light coming through that stained glass 100%. window, it must be it's the a, most amazing feeling. You know, I don't want to get too um, cliche, but it's a very spiritual thing that you can transform a building into the most magical ethereal Mm. thing when a light hits a colorful window yes there's a message in the window yes it's it's religious and it's an educational purpose there is that element to it and that's very sort of confined and rigid to a certain extent but then there's this other side that's always drawn me that it's this such this creative wonder really yeah yeah incredible incredible um, so that's taking up most of your time. But then you've yep. also got another job, if that wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah. Which, what's that? Well, obviously you said that you've already um, mentioned that you, you came to work for Zone Fitness as a, an instructor. So you, you still do that now, um, despite the lockdown kind of closing everything. Yes. Um, how do you, when do you have time and what exactly do you do? Well, and when did you start? Because you need to talk about as well your amazing martial arts. Well, this is it. It all kind of ties as if into that, really. I, again, I think it's it's from growing up with my dad as an influence. He's always been very sporty. He used to play football, so that was always a good influence from me and my sister when we were younger. So we've always been, like I said, adventurous, outdoorsy, tomboy. Um, you know, playing football for the boys' team at school, being told I couldn't, but I'm nabbing that. I'm going to do this. So that just has followed me into my adult life. And um, when we moved here, we were looking, I had gym memberships, didn't go for about six months. Um, I think most people can, yeah, yeah, uh, understand that. You know, I need, I'm the kind of person again, like I was saying, I need goals. I need coaches to coach me. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Something to work towards. So we found out in a local area that there was um, a local martial arts club. Uh, We signed up. absolutely loved it you know you attain different belts there's a grading system so there's something always to work for you're rewarded but the self-confidence you know like I said before I'm I'm very introverted very shy yes university was a big stepping stone traveling independently was another stepping stone but I would say martial arts was very powerful impactful Mm. um and I loved it I fell in love with it went three four times a week as many times as I could go um, continued through all the way to my first Dan. Um, when I got to Brown Belt, I was I was invited onto the instruction team. Um, I was mentored through that process. Worked all the way through to a chief, well, not chief instructor, but a senior instructor. Um, attained my black belt, first Dan, and then in 2017 got my second Dan. Um, and loved teaching. You were on a roller coaster yeah, of a ride. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but again, m- physical, mental benefits, um, the the process of standing in front of a class and teaching everyone and being able to give what that what martial arts has given me and, and switch the light on for someone else was again very impactful. Um, giving somebody confidence, showing them so that people are more there's so much more that they can do and they're capable of than yeah. they realise mm. um, and just unlocking that little yeah, door sometimes. Yeah, because we all have that, don't we? Like, mm. you know, I think exercise is such a way to express yourself because 100%. you're using your body and to know that you can succeed in however, whatever that success looks like. You know, yeah. it might be just kind of, I don't know, walking a mile or something. It's uh, it's such a thing to be able to achieve something, however small it is. And for you to go on and teach other people that must have been really rewarding to see people being able to come out of their comfort zone let's say a little bit absolutely uh and step out of what they were in before into something new perhaps yeah and and help people quieten that little devil on their shoulder that you can't do this you're not good enough yeah you're never going to be able to do that you can yeah what's so good about you yeah Yeah. we're all capable of so Mm. much more than we think we are and like like you were saying like 
just setting like a little goal or something very small mm. even if that is opening up your front door walking to the end of the road and back again That's it's exactly. a starting point yeah, yeah, and yeah. you've achieved it and you've accomplished it so mm. what else can you do and always looking for that next challenge and that next I don't know uh, yeah challenge goal yeah. working towards something and it's fascinating yeah. what what the body is capable of as well I mean we've we've obviously had a taste of that in the uh, challenges that we've entered um, but I mean, we know from experience with the with the fifty k's and things like that. And we did we did a twelve hour thing with Roger set yes. that, didn't we? Yeah. To see how many miles we, we could, could walk cover. in yeah. or k's. I work in miles. I'm old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how many k's we could cover in twelve hours, which is really interesting. And that, and you become really aware of what you your mind can make you do. Yeah. You know, 100%. on all of these things. And martial arts is very much all about that, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And you can translate that into any sport or activity. I think once you've it's quite a discipline martial arts mm. as well, isn't it? Because you are in, you're kind of within a framework, yeah. aren't you? And there's you, a, yeah. there's an element of repetition yeah. that you you're you're practicing something, so you become proficient in it. Mm. Um, and I'd say that that's the same with walking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, if you have a training plan in place and you want to reach an end goal or mm. a distance or a time, yeah. well, then you break that down and you do it in manageable pieces over a certain period of time. Mm. You become proficient, your confidence builds. Mm So then you're capable, you have those yeah. skills to then reach that goal. Yeah, um, and, you, and you're always surprised when you start off. Um, it doesn't take very long before, uh, when you go on a Sunday stroll, you realise how slowly everybody's walking. It doesn't take long to yeah, get yeah, to that point, absolutely. does it? Even if yeah. you've been out kind of once a week and you've started using different muscles, mm-hmm. you realise that, oh, where did they come from? Yeah. Like my conversation with you one night on the uh, on WhatsApp about how I noticed my calf muscles are suddenly got <laughs> yes, they've grown. <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you, so with your two jobs, mm-hmm. you, uh, with your instructing now, so you finished, you're not doing martial arts at the moment, or you do, you incorporate I, yeah, that Yeah, I was into... doing um, kickboxing for fitness class, um, yeah. so no grading, um, and no sparring, no uh, contact. Yeah. Um, I found that put quite a lot of people off mm. in our classes. People very intimidated. There's definitely a place for it, and I loved yeah. it. Um, but, but they think that it's going to be contact. Do you think that's what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and as a starting point to work within the community to get more people engaged, I think uh, using those techniques for fitness grabs more people's attention. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So I went down that route with your help um, and started classes on um, once a week. Um, and built up a tiny little community of kickboxers mm. um, and was was um, doing that pre-lockdown um, and then obviously everything went everything crazy changed, yeah and it's not the kind of thing it's very close contact um, you're working with pads mm. um, and boxing gloves and sort of within a, a two meter distance it's difficult isn't it because I found I used to I do boxing one-to-ones and you, especially in the most recent one as well, um, is trying to find alternatives to that contact on the pads. Is yeah. having that same effect is, is not quite yeah, it's, the same. It's difficult. It's yeah. a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. So you you had to step back from that anyway. Yes. Yeah. The the hall closed for a little while. Um, obviously through um, government guidance mm-hmm. and guidelines, which yeah, I completely understand, and I wouldn't want to put anybody in uh, a, a yeah, dangerous it's a responsibility. Yeah. Absolutely. But I had a call from a, uh, a couple of um, clients that still wanted to exercise because, you know, they were struggling and with anxiety. And you were on the one-to-one and Yes, absolutely. So I still yeah. have a couple of clients yeah. that I um, I see one-to-one outdoors. Um, I've adapted classes to allow for Distance. them getting there. Mullered. <laughs> yeah, and beasting, I like to go. No, I'm joking. Um, everybody works to their own level. I don't yeah, care how long right. it takes somebody to do something. And actually, but, you uh, know, even just one person exercising with you is just yeah, such absolutely. a nice thing, isn't it, yeah. really? So your day, you get up in the morning, you go to work, or at the moment you're at home. I'm at the moment at home because uh, my partner, uh, my beautiful wife, Laura, she's um, having to shield again, unfortunately. Um, so there's a level of frustration for that with her, but it means that I have to work from home, mm. uh, which... I'm loving because yeah. uh, I like working from home. So um, yeah, but I get up at uh, ooh, half past five in the garage working away. Yeah, um, very lucky to be able to continue to be working. Mm. Um, and then I stop about three o'clock in the mm. afternoon, mm. and then I try and get out. Get out as uh, much as possible yeah. in your walks. Yes. And what's your next challenge then? Well, we're thinking of the winter walk we are this thinking is, of the winter walk so yeah. if you've not heard of these ultra challenge guys they are amazing they put on loads of different 
Um, and at the moment, really well run, I have to say, COVID friendly um, events. And the next one is January, no, February, February. they've mm-hmm. moved it to, haven't they? Which is a, uh, is it marathon length or it's 30K? Half marathon. Yeah. I both. seem to remember both. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we did the half. Yes. Because we fancied a bit of a stroll. Yeah. We weren't quite we sure what we wanted to do. We wanted to see the sights of the we big smoke. The sights. <laughs> this year we've gone crazy marathon. Um, so one day, and it's just a really nice thing to get into, isn't it? You get another medal and another buff. Hey! <laughs> can go wrong. It's great. It's a great way to see London. You it know. is lovely. You walk along the South Bank. Um, we might go west side this time. Yeah. We went east side last we, time. We might we? do that. Yeah. Very thing. Um, so yeah, it's just, um, nice they're so well run. There's a com- real community feel. There's a Facebook group. It? Everybody's so encouraging, motivating. Yeah. It's just a, a real good vibe to be Everybody in so, the same yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. So apart from that one, have you got any kind of future plans for big walks that you want to do and I know we often talk about these things and I've got this crazy 50th year we won't talk about that <laughs> coming up um, that I want to try and fit in as many as possible but what which ones do you want to do are there any that you want to invent are there any that you want to any of the national trails that you want to do anything abroad How, what have you got in your mind well, there is there too many to mention. There are loads that, are, honestly, there's so many that um, it's difficult to pinpoint. Um, yes, I'd like to do Snowden. I've never actually walked up Snowden, so right, that, that's, that's okay. You can do that. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> date. I know um, the do, path. I've yeah. done that one. Well. Uh, but but thinking more uh, abroad and internationally, um, I would like to do the Western Front Way. Uh, from you Belgium. do know that when you mention these, that I'm coming with you. On yeah, so just be careful which that's, ones. You that's a given. Was, yeah, yeah, the Western Way. We, yeah. were, we were talking about. We were looking at that. Yeah. Weren't we? We're, yeah, yeah, that's a nice one, isn't it? What's yeah. that one? That's um, to commemorate the World War One. Yeah, uh, I think there was a young soldier that wrote a letter before he died. Three that's months it. before he died, he wrote a letter uh, saying that he wanted to have where he was um, commemorated somehow. Um, and many, many years later, there's a group, there's an organisation that have got involved, and this path leads from I can't remember the, the town, so no, excuse me, it's... but um, it's from Belgium to the French Swiss border, um, and it's a marked route. They've just set it up. It's quite a new trail that they've set up, um, but you walk through no man's land and really poignant. You know, yes, that would, it, be it would just be. That was the distance in that one again. Oh, was it 660? It's quite far, isn't it? Good one. Does that mean we'd have to kind of book into some nice B&Bs? Yes. <laughs> it's all always a good one. Yeah, Because we were, we were booked into the Race to the Stones, weren't we, this week? Uh, this week, this, this year. year. Yep. Uh, and that kind of obviously went. But that's been postponed to next year. Yes. Well, so we we one, did the virtual we? challenge. We uh, did the virtual one. So that was good. Uh, they died, that, That's threshold trails, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. yeah so um, that was a different one. But uh, yeah, we're, we're booked to do on. that. Yeah. So that's 100k, so you can do mm-hmm. 50, 50 Saturday and Sunday. Or, yeah, or you can do it all in one go. Mm-hmm. I met a girl recently and she did uh, 100k, had never done any walking challenges before. Wow. And she did it in 34 hours. What a woman. And she Amazing. was the last person back but she did it yeah and i just and think, that leads into you are so much oh you're capable of doing so yeah. much more than you yeah, thought yeah, you yeah. could but what it did do for her is she carried on then because she thought well if i can do that without any training yeah. then i can walk i think it was the isle of wight challenge she did which is pretty amazing so um yeah there's so many things out there to there do is. yeah so apart I've, from sorry go on no i was gonna say there's that that's sort of keeping it fairly local yeah there are things like uh, climbing up mount kilimanjaro that's on my oh, radar don't mention it i I try to forget that. And, yeah. <laughs> La- uh, next year I I'm going to be 40. So I the plan was we had uh, talked about and saved up for uh, going to Borneo, uh, and I wanted to oh, trek up yes, Mount um, Kinabalu, uh, but that's been knocked on its head. So I don't know when Has we're going to be doing yeah. that. Um, but my ultimate ultimate, if money was no object, time was no object, and my dream 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 walk, I would like to. Uh, repeat the trail that uh, uh, what's his name now? His name's escaped me. Um, oh, you'll think of it in a second. Yeah, it's, it's where is it? Talk about where it is. It's, it's the Himalayan, yeah. Himalayan trail, and it leads from Afghanistan into Pakistan. Oh yes, yeah, uh, to the you know Tibetan plateaus. It would be incredible. incredible. It's Leveson Wood. He did a documentary series. Um, 
and he was accompanied because obviously parts of Afghanistan at the time were a little bit tricky to negotiate. Um, so I'd like to bring him along with me so he would know the path and the route. Um, but yeah, it was just the most stunning scenery. I bet. You know, um, yeah, so that would be yeah, my... There's a draw to going abroad, isn't there, as well? Because mm. I think, you know, once you've covered several areas in this country and it is so beautiful you can never ever get fed up with it but there's a real draw to see those different sites of uh, and different landscapes as well and also different weather Mm because we're kind of used to right it's summer put this on it's winter put this on but it's quite nice to go somewhere that's completely a different climate different um, culture different people different the different way they operate and uh, I think immerse yourself in it absolutely yes, i know absolutely. and research it before you go as well so so you need to do something next year if it's your 40th you can't yes. just do the winter walk no, i mean no, not no. that that isn't amazing um but it's difficult it depends if travel is possible yeah it's um, difficult isn't it travel insurance and uh, all that kind of stuff. illness and things like that yeah. might be a bit but tricky it, but, but, but the beauty of um walking is that you if you can't go abroad you still got here oh yeah and yeah. you can still go out and it's a really really nice place to be mm-hmm. i'd like, like to um do the jurassic coast Yes. Yeah, only done that one virtually. Mm. This is the thing. Virtual's okay, but it isn't the actual thing. Although I did manage to finish it off at Durdle Door, which was complete coincidence and really, really weird. Stunning. So, yeah, so it's good. So would you say, so we're sitting in the beautiful woods here, would you say your favourite place to be is within the woods? Because you're quite into your photography, aren't you? I am, yes, yep. Um, With your Henry. With my beautiful border terrier Henry. He is the best walking companion because he doesn't do running. (laughs) And he doesn't answer that. He's just so slow. He's like an old man in a dog's body. (laughs) If he could have a little flat cap and a pipe, uh, that would be him. He's such a, honestly, he's. I know I'm very, very biased, um, but your he's baby. a special, special And he sits dog, in front of the camera soul. when you take pictures, doesn't he? Does. He? he gets very upset if I take my camera out. And I'm like, oh, this is Move a beautiful away. tree that I need to take a picture of. And he'll come and plant himself in front of the camera. Um, I've got him that well trained. <laughs> You've, got, <laughs> um, You've got some gems, though, with yeah, him. He's, he's adorable. He's, uh, he, again, and uh, he's, um, he gets me out every single day. So yeah. um, love him to pieces. Uh, but yeah, the woods... That's our go-to. Um, I, like I said, I, I try to get up to the Ash Ridge two or three times a week. Um, it's so nice up there. I think it's just ever-changing because it? there's such a there's such an atmosphere in a wood. Mm-hmm. You know, I did one walk and I ended up in the woods completely on my own, and there were the tallest trees, and it was just magic. It was just I can't really describe it. Like you were saying, it's quite a spiritual kind it's of ethereal. feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's like being in some sort of outdoor church or something where Absolutely. you and you can hear birds and and all sorts of different things going on. So uh, I think yeah, it has to be my favourite. Hmm. Really. You can't help but it forces you to be present in that and forget about everything Absolutely. else. Yes, your mind can run away with you and that yeah. kind of thing. But for me, the woods stops all that. Um, and your senses are heightened mm. you know you you can hear the rustle of the trees and the wind through the, the the branches and the leaves just everything the smells the sounds of the squelch yeah, leaves at the yeah. moment and you, you see know, like you said earlier you, you see things that you can take photographs of oh, and yeah, everything yeah. becomes some creative backdrop and, and any i mean <laughs> you're exactly the same i know because i've seen your photograph you end up bending down and taking a picture <laughs> of one leaf you yes. know because it's just so incredible yeah uh, and you don't really really think about it until you see it close up all the little the veins in the leaf or something it's just, the nuances and you get completely consumed mm. by that one moment of taking that photograph or 10 from different angles yes uh, my <laughs> phone <laughs> is full of just photographs i can't i no. can't leave the house without yeah capturing. maybe we should have a little exhibition somewhere just for fun <laughs> because you can take some amazing pictures with phones 100%. i've got a good camera as in you know one of the twisty types i call it <laughs> you know <laughs> yes. i know all the lingo <laughs> and you can uh, you know get really in there and i've got a long lens and everything else but something about your phone when you can just pull out of your pocket and take mm. a picture of something well everybody has their phones everybody is connected to technology as much as we say we want to uh, dip out of it we're always going to have it on us yeah. for na- navigation purposes listening to music as you're out yeah i love nothing more than plugging the headphones in podcast oh. Yes, like this one, which is really of good. Of course, uh, subscribe everyone. Tell uh, us about your favourite <laughs> podcast. Go. Oh my goodness, I've got.
got so many. Um, I like Fern Cotton's Happy Place. I like, um, I've been listening a lot to um, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, uh, interviewing so many amazing scientists, um, talking about just such a wide variety of things to help you feel better and live healthier. Um, fascinating. I like to dip in and out of that. But then on the flip side of that, I like to listen to um, music, classical music, dance music. Um, all sorts of drum and bass yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's good for pacing yourself Uh, yeah all sorts of different things Um, yeah so yeah, that's good. Actually. That's you how I wind down. Is yeah, sort of it's slugging. Yeah. yeah, and you, and like you said about pacing yourself, it's brilliant. I mean, on the fifty k's towards the end, you know that hard push of the mm-hmm. last kind of ten k or so, putting music on. There's something really great about matching walking with music if you're on your own. Yeah. So if you're with someone, it's really rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're walking, although we've been together and yeah. gone right, I'm sticking my it's music now the in. Time. Now, yeah. yeah, it's now time. To put it on. I'm never gonna but we just give us, we just give a nod. We're like, yeah, 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 we know. yeah, yeah. The nod of the way. Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's really it's a special thing to be able to just plug in and, and learn stuff. I mean, the mm. amount of stuff. I'm sure you're the same. Where you you come out of the walk and you're you're knowledgeable about something you didn't mm-hmm. weren't when you went in yeah. you know and you, and you all you've done is just plug some headphones in listen to an interview with somebody and and i just find it so liberating and actually the amount of people that i talk to that don't really get involved with podcasts that's one of the reasons why that is the reason probably initially to um start this one is to have things to listen to interviews for people when they walk because, yeah, 100%. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, what's the point? I don't understand why you'd go out for a walk on your own or what, if you haven't got a dog or why would you... But just to go out and plug yourself into these things yeah. is such a... But it's, I think with, with podcasts in particular, it's like an extended conversation. I think now we're so in tune to having such quick... Okay, you know, Instagram, Facebook, it's swipe up. Yeah. If it doesn't grab your attention, mm-hmm. you're like a couple of seconds and it's this yeah. kind of like fast flutter of information yeah and if you can just plug in give yourself half an hour 45 minutes nice slow rhythm if you wish doesn't have to be speedy doesn't have to be fast but just give yourself that time yeah you can expand your mind at the same time (laughs) start here (laughs) (laughs) i've really enjoyed talking to you today thank you so much and it's always nice considering we had such a long period of time where we couldn't walk together yeah and we've had two in the space of what two weeks or something three weeks so it's been really really lovely so we've already had our bacon sandwich. Should we go and get hot chocolate? Yep, I think it's time. Oh, and maybe a scone, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. How nice was that hot chocolate? Just what the doctor ordered. Well, actually, I had, a, I had a chai chai latte tea. Very nice. Tea. Which was really nice. And it's from a little van where they do porridge. So I'm going to have that next time. Yeah. That sounds really nice. So the hot chocolate... It's all good. And now we're just going for a little post walk. Yeah, spreading off the hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so the hot chocolate question. <laughs> if you could walk with anybody, alive, dead, fictional, non-fictional, whoever you wanted to, uh, where would you walk with them? Who would it be? Where would you walk with them? And what would you ask them? Oh, that's a good question. Um, there's so many people, uh, but I think the one appropriate for this podcast and who I relate to and admire would be uh, somebody called Anne Lister. And she was around, she was born in 19, no, 1790. So, back in the day, but um, she was like a pioneer. She was the first openly living lesbian of her yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and she was just amazing. So she was based up in um, Yorkshire and Halifax. So I think it'd be appropriate to maybe do the Pennine Way or something up there. Yes, and, please. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sign me up. Yeah. Um, and just to go on a good walk with her and ask her, did she realise at the time how much of a pioneer she was? And, you know, was she, was she just doing her own thing? Yeah. Because she lived openly, didn't conform to any expectation, social expectations of that time. Um, very much did her own thing. <sighs> Business owner, landowner. Did she do any walking? She did. She did? She did, absolutely loved her walking. She was the first female to, to scale one of the Pyrenees. Um, wow. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, Especially back then, that must have been a proper task and a half. Absolutely. So she was an amazing lady. She, she, again, I think she was afforded a little bit of luxury in such that her family were very wealthy. So, so that maybe gave her a little bit of protection. Um, uh, so, but she, she developed the estate that she was uh, inherited from her, her aunt. Um, she, she didn't just rest on her laurels as such. She continued to push the boundaries. Like I said, lived openly at that time. Um, cohabited with her partner, Anne Walker, quite openly within the community. Um, she was known as Gentleman Jack. Always I've used to wear black. About this lady. Yeah, and uh, I could kind of relate to her. I think she's a she's a geek. She liked to time all of her walks on her estate with a little pocket Did watch. Uh, it was all noted down in her secret diaries that she wrote. On um, her pre-Garmin. Yes, absolutely. Um, Other watches are available. Yeah. So just um, Lily. quite a groundbreaking woman of her time. And uh, uh, I'd like to ask, you know, what kind of um, obstacles she overcame. Right. Um, I mean, it'd be so interesting. Yeah. She wrote some diaries, didn't she? She did, yeah. They were hidden. She, she journaled most of her life. Yeah. And obviously she had a load of business journals because she sank her own pits on her land, um, managed the railway in her area, I think. All sorts of different things. So a businesswoman in her own right. So along with that, she journaled all about this. But within those diaries, she coded her life journal. Um... And I think it was based on the Greek alphabet and algebra and that kind of thing. And um, it wasn't discovered until years, years later um, about these hidden diaries about wow. her life. And uh, like I said, there was loads of it, wasn't there? I think yeah, she, she did loads, thousands of pages of it. Yeah, I think there's something like five million words or something like that that have been documented. Yeah. Um, just incredible woman. Um, so I'd like to have a little chin wag with her. And where would you walk? Again, it'd be up in Yorkshire, I think. Yeah. Although apparently she didn't really like Yorkshire too much. She would, she travelled Europe. She she was an adventurous spirit, I think. Yeah. You couldn't pin her down. Where but, did she live? What what was? You said she had a, an estate. What? Yeah. Uh, well, her the estate that she inherited was from her auntie. Yeah. Uh, and that's Shibden Hall. Right. And it was kind of needed a lot of care and attention, and she oversaw all of that. Yeah. Um, she so, lived on her own there then. She lived with her family, and yeah. I think ultimately they kind of passed away father and a mother yeah uh, but then she managed to um she met Anne Walker in later years good name yes Walker <laughs> <laughs> and uh they lived together quite openly in a in a open relationship oh, what an so interesting life. you know at that time what a pioneer amazing yeah so, absolutely but unfortunately after um Anne Lister passed away she got um I think when she was out walking in Russia, in Georgia or somewhere, she got stung by an insect and obviously at that time they didn't have great medicine, so no. she passed away from that. <gasps> really? And then Anne Walker managed to get her body back over. But so then Anne Walker was in the house, mm-hmm. but she ended up going insane and uh, had to go and be put into an asylum. And I was kind of wondering, was Anne Lister's family very protective of her? Yeah. And that saved her... Um, Sorry, I just dropped my coffee cup. <laughs> and the other, like, relationships she's had, yeah. the families weren't so understanding because one of her first, Anne Walker's first, um, or should I say Anne Lister's first relationship, that, yeah. that lady also was put in a same asylum. Um, so Those people were first... quite readily back then, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't, you know... I think I would end up in one of those back then. <laughs> yeah, me too. Absolutely. They'd take yeah. me kicking and screaming, but I'd have been in there for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, so, so um, interesting. So, yeah, I'd like to uh, to go and have a, a wander with her. Awesome. A nice one. And the other thing that I want to ask you is about you're doing a training um, programme at the moment, aren't you? What is it? What's it called? Math, is math. it? Yeah, yeah, math training. Tell us a little bit about that, because that sounds really interesting. That sounds... Um, something that's quite different because it involves running and walking is that right it is um so you know we're, we're into our sport walking and uh, love the ultra challenges yeah. but i also have this it's niggled me throughout the past few years that i wanted to develop my running a little bit more yeah it's been a love-hate relationship with running oh i can completely <laughs> relate to that so 
obviously wanting to compete in these events um, I'm all about sort of tracking my times and that kind of thing I want to do it a little bit quicker and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. so I want to include a little bit of running within these events mixing it up a bit yeah so again looking to see I'm the sort of person that needs a coach and be held accountable and have like running buddies or you know workout buddies and that yeah. kind of thing it really motivates and trail me. buddies absolutely um so i signed up to an online course especially these times you can't meet up with people too often yeah um so these two ladies uh they're based in watford and they have this online running club and it was slow running and it's working with this math method what's that so it is your maximum aerobic function so there's a sort of an equation that you do it's 180 take away your age and then there's other factors that come into play right how fit you are yeah yeah if you're on any medication 180 take away your age yes yeah. oh that's interesting okay because so, normally the whole 220 minus yeah. your age thing factors in somewhere so it's all based on um i think it was jeff dr jeff maffetone i think is the the guy did the scientific study so is this the jeffing this must be that because when i think i was talking to somebody about this recently where which makes me laugh um, I, I thought i wonder why, why it's called that why is it named after a person and this ties in with this so i'm not sure if it's the same thing where you walk a little bit and then you run yeah and you get your heart rate to kind of 70 75 percent and you kind of stick with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that I must be hard. It's a, it's a variation on the theme because I think there's obviously been lots of scientific studies. Yeah. Because there's the Galloway method and that's quite similar. Yeah, yeah. But um, what is it is that then? So the math. So I worked out my, my zone. Yeah. And it's just every time you go out for a run or any exercise that you do for a period of 12 weeks. Yeah. It's just try and stay in this um, aerobic zone. And build up your aerobic base right and it, you start off by having to walk quite a lot because you know we do spinning and all sorts of stuff yeah. so we're used to anaerobic exercise uh-huh. so our heart rate has been trained to shoot through the roof yes <laughs> yeah and go to sort of peak zones so it's taken it's very disciplined yeah that must be really tricky to keep it at that level it is very hard um because i went I, out yesterday yeah. And most of it was walking because my heart rate, I was tired, it's been a long week, mm. and it just spiked. So, yeah. But it's, um, the benefits are amazing because, one, you're working in your fat burning zone, so you, that's your source of energy that. that you're burning, so mm-hmm. that's all good. So there is a weight loss side of it, benefit, but you develop slow twitch muscle fibres, supports your joints, and ultimately you change your gait, so your cadence increases. The way you run is slightly different. Right. So it's less impactful on your joints. So, t- so how, how do you run then? What's the difference? What style? Well, normally, I think if you run quicker, you take slightly bigger strides. Okay. So your weight is distributed more on your knees. Right. So hence, knee problems. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so if you of reduce which we've seen many, haven't we, in the studio? Yes, yeah. So your, your load changes, your load-bearing changes. Okay. So um, the idea is that you can sustain that for longer periods of time. So you'll be running for longer. The discipline side of it comes that you're supposed to, any exercise that you do, you need to stay within that range. And I'm finding that a little bit tricky. Yeah. <laughs> because I like my spinning. So um, it's well, going to take me longer to develop that, basically. It's difficult so. because I know, you know, when we've had people in the studio and we, we do a low-end endurance ride, you hear the sort of sighs and the moans. Of, oh, OK, yeah. we're not going to get a heart rate right up there today and, and some people feel that they're not exercising enough or to a high enough level if they're not really going for it but this is an excellent way of keeping really healthy to stay in that aerobic zone isn't it and if you Absolutely. do that every day even 30 minutes or 20 minutes in that aerobic zone then that's the kind of thing that keeps away all the upper respiratory tract issues which is obviously really important at the moment with Absolutely. the whole covid thing um and it's actually brilliant for health and you don't have days where you, you need to do nothing because yeah. you haven't gone crazy on the other days. Exactly. Uh, so that sounds perfect. So you're enjoying it? I am. I'm loving it. It uh, can be a little bit frustrating because you do fall into that. You think you need to get really breathless and sweaty to have a good workout. Yeah. So it's just being disciplined enough to know. Actually, you're increasing your functional fitness. Yeah. So you yeah. can sustain it over mm. a long period of time, which is... You know, longevity fundamental. all about strength as well yeah. yeah and i was listening to a podcast there was a a female neuroscientist being interviewed by dr Rang, 
Rangan Chatterjee. Yes, yes. And she was all talking about the benefits of exercise on your your brain, and as well as your body. And that low impact, low to medium or moderate exercise mm-hmm. is actually the most beneficial for women heading into later years or something. Is it? Yeah. Oh, right. So Pre- for the menopause yeah. and that kind of age. Yeah. So fantastic. So where can we? Where can we find out more information uh, about? I'll put it on the podcast notes, actually. But yeah, you said there's a website, so there is, yeah. And the the group that I'm on, online group is Beach Fit, and they're great, Ashlyn and Shelley. And like I said, it's always good to be accountable. So there's an online group yeah. that very supportive, it's all ladies, just encouraging everyone to get out. Right, so oh, all female stuff. So it's good. Definitely. Oh, well, thanks for sharing that with us. No problem. Super interesting. <laughs> Right. So off the back of that, I've signed up to a little running challenge because I like my walking challenges. So there's a little running challenge that um, I've got in mind. Have you? It's always for me. It's key to have little goals to work towards. And what's that? So it's the one one run global event, and that's taking place on the 10th of December, which is Human Rights Awareness Day. So, so how far, where are we going with that? Well, it just says an hour's worth of running. So there's d- distance isn't it's about the time. Right. And it's like a global, almost baton race without the baton, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, so you do your part and someone else does their part. Yeah, yeah. So always I good like to have those like, little challenges. I love those ones where it's just over time. Like you say, we had the, we mentioned this before, with um, Roger, um, where he set the 12 hour. Yes one and it's nice because there's no pressure as to what you can do no. and you find out an awful lot about yourself what you're capable of it's your own challenge isn't it's it? It's your own exactly you're not comparing that. yourself to anybody else no you're not trying to do x amount of k's yeah. or miles in x amount of time so it's just seeing what you can do that's what right yeah do. okay so uh with that shall i race you back to the car okay one come on, let's go, go. <laughs> enjoyed that chat with Laura. She's such a kind and genuine person and as I mentioned we hadn't had a lot of time to talk together this year and although we've been whatsapping it's just not the same as being in each other's company is it and I also learned a bit more about her today so that was really nice. Thank you Laura. I'm always fascinated as well to hear about figures from ages ago who decide to stick to being themselves or fighting for a cause no matter what the outcome and often sometimes when there was a threat to their own existence so really commendable and brave and they do pave the way for others you'll see i've put a link in the show notes to a podcast episode which is dedicated to Anne lister from the ladies of the very gay and very ladylike podcast so you can have a listen to that if you want to find out a bit more about her life love love loved it and i'm sure laura and i will speak again on this podcast at some point in the future i'm feeling so humbled by these interviews and they are a real pleasure to do So a huge thank you to everyone who's taking part. It's become a special part of my life. Right, you lovely people, as usual, thank you so much for listening. It's what it's all about. And if you've been sent a link to just this episode, please follow, like, review and share this podcast. It really makes a difference. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the show. Be yourselves. And I look forward to having you walking alongside me soon.